start the launch sequence. Are your kids ready for life after school? Let's get them ready. Hello everyone, Bill Priestley here with you and welcome to episode number 9 of the launch sequence. I hope things are well with you in your corner of the world as we delve to give our kids the keys to launch their careers. Today I want to jump into a subject, at least somewhat superficially, that I have a feeling a lot of you are concerned about in one way or another. And that is the role of the parent in the child with their decision-making process and choosing what they want to do with their life. And I'm not going to talk about it from an experiential standpoint or a personal standpoint even, but we're going to jump into this from a number standpoint to find out what your role, our role as parents, really is. Now, there are a lot of theories that I've heard from parents about the subject. How intrusive should you be? Do you really get involved in the process? Do you lay off and, and, and not be so hands-on? What kinds of advice do I need to give? Uh, kinds of questions like that. And as hard as this answer is to give, it's probably true because every child is different. Therefore, the answer to each of those questions is going to be different for each child. When it comes to the question of how intrusive or active you should be, there's some very interesting evidence to say that you don't need to be very active at all, because you already are. I want to start out with a study that might surprise you. The University of Wisconsin put out a study a few years ago asking high schoolers who they trust to talk about career choice. The students were given a list of options from parents to guidance counselors to friends and relatives. They were asked to put down their first, second, and third choices as to who they would want to talk to. Are you ready for this? Now, granted, take this with a grain of salt or maybe more than a grain of salt because we all know that high school students are not the greatest people at telling the truth. But they were told their choices would be anonymous. That said, 73% of high school students surveyed in Wisconsin would talk to their parents as a first option. What that means in a very real sense is that they already listen to you as parents and that any indication even in body language or tone or a judgment that might signal whether a parent thinks an idea is good or not good is magnified. So if your son or daughter came to you and said, I'm thinking about going into restaurant management and you don't give them the full mom or dad seal of approval, remember, they can read you like a book just like you can read them. It means you're not that into that idea. What it should mean is that it's a starting point for a conversation, a point of exploration and discovery. What they pick might not be what you picked or what you would pick now, but the point is that your influence on them is more than substantial. You don't have to say no to send a message that the message is no. That's the point of this study that needs to be learned. Your influence is far greater than you think it is. But there's another point that this study makes, which is equally as important as the first, and that's this. Among those same options, as a second choice, students would rather talk to not a relative, not a friend, not a guidance counselor. 46% of them would rather talk to someone already in the field in which they want to work. That was the leading vote getter for the second choice. Now, this is a very interesting piece of data because it points to one of a couple of possible circumstances. One, they already know someone in the industry in which they want to work and they can talk to them about it. 
Or two, if they don't, they may need help in getting to talk to someone in that industry and who might be the first person or people they would want to ask to get that help. Yep, their parents. So now it is almost incumbent on you to at least help them to try and facilitate this meeting. Otherwise, again, you're setting yourself up to portray that message to your child that you aren't that into this idea and the child should go do something else. Again, it's the starting point of a conversation. You don't know if they're going to like what the other person has to say about the industry in which they want to work. Could be a good experience. Could be a bad experience. But the point is here is to conduct an informational interview. And that is something we cover in the Dream Job Blueprint, available now at dreamjobfactory.com blueprint. What kinds of questions should they ask? What kind of answers are you looking for as parents? Now, if you've reached this point with your child and they want to have a conversation with someone about that person's industry and you want to help with that, you're already ahead of the curve. But what if you aren't on that page with your child? In fact, you might not be in the same book with them, let alone the same page. A number of parents that I've spoken to, easily more than half, have said that they never did much counseling with their kids about career choice, if even any. Some give that answer that once they got into college, they'll figure it out. Some will say that once they get to 18, it's on them. Some have said that they're going to get a second home outside the child's college campus to make sure that the child is going to class. Is any of this the right thing to do? Well, like I said before, it depends on the teen. Some need structure. Some need independence. But let's take this from a practical standpoint. There is an incredible narrative that has been propagated for at least the last 100 years, usually through more affluent families that you've probably heard. You get good grades, so you go to a good school to get a degree, to get a good job, make lots of money to buy a house and support a family. More often than not, this narrative was developed by a parent, uh-huh, because if the child follows the directions, they'll meet the criteria that the parents worry about most about their child. For instance, if they get a good job, the good job means they'll probably get health insurance, which means they'll probably be able to take care of themselves should something happen they get married, they, that should equate to being happy in life. If they make enough money to support a family, they're financially stable, which means they won't have to borrow from mom and dad anymore. So the formula means that they are happy, healthy, and financially sustaining. And if you follow that logic, it's all dependent on getting a college degree because that sets things in motion for all of those other things to come to fruition. What that formula has no care for at all is job choice or career choice. Just do the steps and you'll be set. The other issue is that there's a presumption that going to college guarantees a good job, and we all know that's not true. 45% of recent college graduates are underemployed, meaning that they're working jobs that do not require a college degree. So there's this idea that if we can just get them to this one point, our job will be done. And most of what is emphasized in that parenting job is preparing the child for a college experience that culminates in graduation. After that, we don't give much thought to their future. They're seemingly qualified to work for a job. Which one they take is up to them. But as those parents have found out, parenting doesn't stop when the child crosses the stage to get their diploma. Which brings us back to this conversation about how we need to change our tactic as parents in order to give the student a better chance of getting a career where they'll find financial sustainability as well as perhaps some degree of happiness. So let's back up a little bit and return to the time when your child was a teenager. Maybe they're a teenager now, and we're starting to have these conversations about college or life after high school. They give you an idea of where they want to go. Instead of giving a yay or nay to that idea, let's see if you can arrange an informational interview with someone in the field. 
An informational interview is an informal conversation where a job seeker is looking to see if a certain industry is right for them. This is something we go over in the Dream Job Blueprint, but I'll give you the basics here. If you want your child to have the opportunity to do this interview, you'll also have the ability to somewhat frame the conversation to see if you might approve of this choice as well. What you want your child to do is write out a series of interview questions they want the answers to. You want to have this done before you do the actual interview so you're prepared. But you as a parent get input on this as well. They might write out questions about things that attract them to the industry, and you need to help them by asking questions that are important to their long-term attraction and sustainability in that industry. For instance, write out questions that address your concerns, obvious ones like compensation and benefits. But more than that, maybe throw in a question that your child might not think about but needs to, like, what's the hardest part about this industry or job? What do you not like? How much turnover is there in the industry? Do people stay a long time or do they just move on quickly? In the end, what you want is something like six to eight questions that could fill 15 to 20 minutes on the phone or eight to 12 questions that could fill 30 to 60 minutes in an in-person interview. If you do it via Zoom, you have the ability to record the interview through that platform so you don't necessarily have to take notes. You can go back and review anything that you might need to go over. If you do it in person, Take a recorder that can record the meeting. Now, keep in mind, their phone might not have the memory to record a file that big. However, the best question to ask, and the one you really have to ask, comes at the end of the interview. And that is, can you give me the names of three to five people in the industry that could help me on my job search? This does three things, and all of them are very important. One, you don't ask for one person, because if the contact they give you doesn't want to do an interview, your child is at a dead end in terms of trying to know more about this particular industry. Two, they get three to five names that they can do more informational interviews to, again, verify if this is the right industry for them. Getting more information means making a better decision and a more informed decision. And three, and this is the biggie, you get more people who now know your child. In other words, your child might find someone that could be a mentor that's willing to work with them, or maybe they might find someone in a hiring position. And what do we know about companies that hire? They'd rather hire someone they know over someone they don't know. So getting these relationships and getting a chance to network in the industry is in fact the greatest asset your child has in getting a job after graduation, whether that's high school graduation or college or trade school. So returning to our original question about how intrusive or active you should be when it comes to your child's search for a career, the answer, yes, is still different for everyone, but maybe the line is that you should be as close as possible without them thinking that you're intruding. By helping them get the information they need to make an informed decision about a career, you're doing your job by giving them a chance to make a really good decision, whether that is going after something they really want or figuring out that they really shouldn't go after this thing that they initially had some attraction to. Then, when it comes to start applying, your child already has contacts in the field they can use, maybe even as references, to get more attention on their application than someone who just goes to college and thinks they're going to land something after graduation. That, by the way, is the difference between someone that is hunting for a career versus someone that is simply wishing for one and sending out a ton of resumes, hoping that they'll get a positive response. And you can be the conduit to help them be that hunter looking for that rocket that will launch them to a career in a field that they love. 
That's going to do it for this episode. A reminder, again, go to dreamjobfactory.com slash blueprint, and you can get a head start on all of that with your child. That's our ebook program, very economically priced. It's good for anyone with a child 11 years old and up, and it's even good for you if you're considering a career change as well. Check it out. Go to dreamjobfactory.com slash blueprint, and let's help your kids get the keys to launch their careers. Till we meet again, Bill Priestley is saying thanks for listening. Lots more to come. And remember the words of Francis Bacon, who once said, a prudent question is one half of wisdom. I'll see you next time. The Launch Sequence is the official podcast of the Dream Job Factory. For more information, check out our website at dreamjobfactory.com, where you can view all of the tools we have to help your child identify a life path. You can also sign up for our newsletter to get the latest podcasts and information in the career discernment space for young people. We also invite you to join our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the dream job factory. This has been the launch sequence, giving your kids the keys to launch their careers.